At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Monday show for you, a lot to do. Weekend recap, we will talk trade deadline, we will talk uh, plenty of Mets, plenty of Yankees, and look, the Hall of Fame game is just a few days away, so football is upon us, but baseball is where we start. Both baseball teams in action tonight. Yankees minus 180 at home against the Mariners. Total is nine. Mets, let's face it, three layups here on the road against the Nationals. Scherzer going Monday, DeGrom going Tuesday, DeGrom finally back, which is a great sign for not only Mets fans, but for baseball fans. Uh, Mets are minus 240. You'd expect that going against Corbin, who's been a disaster. Total is seven and a half at Bet Rivers. I would lay the one and a half here with the Mets. I think they'll hit Corbin. Corbin has been, you know, batting practice. Gave up six or seven runs uh, in less than an inning his last time out against the Dodgers. He's been a disaster, as we said. Uh, Scherzer's pitched really well. I would expect Scherzer to pitch well against his former team here. Mets minus one and a half is a pretty strong bet. As for the Yankees and the Mariners, maybe look for a prop. But I don't love anything in this game. I don't want to lay the price with the Yankees. Herman, I don't trust. It was a little better last time. Not great, but not terrible. Uh, Marco Gonzalez going for the Mariners. I would lay. T- I would take the Mariners plus a run and a half. I know they don't have Julio Rodriguez, who got hit on the hand by the Astros Saturday. Astro and the Mariners turn around and retaliate on Sunday. Um, I would. I would look towards the Mariners here plus the one and a half. And boy, I think these past four games, this past weekend against the Royals, where the Yankees win three out of four. Kind of symbolic of their season, kind of symbolic of their team where, hey, you win three out of four, what are you complaining about? If Holmes doesn't blow the save and he's been great, been a little dicey lately, but he's been great overall, you're three outs away, really two outs away because they had first they had one out before 
the the madness unfolded where he's walking people, he's hitting people, then Perez hits the homer. But you're two outs away from a four-game sweep. What are you complaining about? Which is fair. Big picture, they won three out of four. I don't care who you're playing. You win three out of four, that's good baseball. But at the same time, we've seen the flaws here this weekend. Thursday night, the game is scoreless until the bottom of the ninth when Judge hits a homer. And Judge, by the way, did a good job cementing the MVP, I think, this weekend, as long as he stays healthy. Walk-off homer Thursday, two homers Friday, including a grand slam. If he gets to 60, which he's got a good chance of doing, uh, I don't care if Otani pitches on his head. Judge is going to win the MVP on 105, 107, whatever, win Yankee team. Judge is going to win the MVP. He's now minus 420 at Bet Rivers. But the issues we've seen, the inconsistent lineup, not scoring any runs on Thursday. They had one hit until that point on Thursday. Had to come from behind on Friday. Saturday was a clean win. Then Sunday they trailed most of the games. Montgomery's been a little shaky. So there's plenty of issues with this Yankee team. Relievers could use another lights-out starter. And one guy, Yankee fans, and we were kind of hoping for here, is Luis Castillo. We were hoping he'd be in Yankee Stadium. Well, he is going to be in Yankee Stadium this week, except he's going to be wearing a Seattle Mariners uniform, pitching against the Yankees as Seattle trades for him Friday night in what seems like a very good haul of prospects back to Cincinnati. So you could sense the Yankee fans here getting a little annoyed, getting a little impatient, and I think rightfully so because made this point before, but if George Steinbrenner was alive, and I can't, I, I know, like a broken record with it, but with Juan Soto available for the right price, with Shohei Otani available for the right price, Castillo's out there. You can't sell the Yankee fan here on Ben Attendee, who's a nice upgrade, and a couple middle relievers. That's not going to do it. Yankee fans are going to be annoyed, especially if you lose in October, because there's a chance to distinguish yourself from these five teams, from these other four teams. And I'll put this five teams group and leave the Mariners out for now, although I guess you convinced me they're sort of on this level. I think it'd be a stretch if the Mariners won it all. Let's just leave it at Yankees, Dodgers, Astros, Mets, Braves are the five best teams in one of those five will win the World Series. I can't count the Mariners, but they're dangerous in the playoffs. And I don't count the Blue Jays either. Again, things break right. Anything can happen. But I'll put those five in the mix. If the Yankees go out and get Soto or get Otani, they separate themselves from the pack. They become the clear favorite, I think. Without doing that, hey, it's Russian roulette once you get in the playoffs. It's a crapshoot. After Cole, who knows with the pitching, it's good. It's not great. The relief uh, situation is a mess right now. The Luetkis, the Peraltas. I know Marinaccio's been good, but you, do you trust him as a lights-out eighth-inning guy? I do not. Holmes is fine. I know he's been shaky lately. Struggled with control today. Gave up the homer to Perez. All right, you live with it. It's a little bit of a concern, but you got bigger fish to fry now if you're the Yankees. Uh, and you can get the sense here the Yankees have a chance to sort of distinguish themselves from the pack, and it's just the same situation, whether it's Machado and Harper in free agency and then passing. Whether it's Otani in free agency, I guess he didn't want to come to the Yankees, that's fine. Whether it's a chance to get Verlander in 2017, they don't. He goes to the Astros. Time and time again, yes, they got Cole in 2019. Yes, they got Stanton. But there's just been so many opportunities. This past winter, they could have gotten a shortstop. They could have gotten Corey Seager or one of these big-time shortstops. They didn't do it. And now they're in a situation where they basically have a AAA shortstop in Kiner Falefa, who just continues to be a ground ball machine. I know he puts the bat on the ball. But he walked this weekend for the first time since June, early June. So it's been a disaster here at shortstop. He's not a good fielder. He doesn't hit home runs. He doesn't hit for power. There's inconsistency in the lineup. Donaldson needs to get the hell out of the lineup. I can't, I'm done watching Donaldson. I know he fields well, but that trade was a disaster. Let's be honest. That was the one. That was the big move for the Yankees. Their one big move this past winter was a trade to pay Donaldson $20 million to play a nice third base and hit not a, can't hit a lick. 
Kiner Falefa can't hit a lick, and that's their big move. So you get the sense here, the Yankees. Now, again, by the time we do this, this might be dated, and they might go out and they might get Carlos Rodon and Jock Peterson and shut me up. I'd be happy. I'd be happy if they did. By the way, Rodon, Peterson, be a nice move, be a nice upgrade. That's been rumored. They could have signed both those guys in free agency this past winter for nothing. Now you're going to have to give up players. So the Yankees have been become very frugal these past three, four, five years in terms of spending big on free agents, uh, hanging on to these prospects. The Yankees just don't do business the way they used to. When you have a generational talent like Soto or Otani and you're this close to separating yourself from the Astros, from the Dodgers, go out and get somebody to, to put you in position to win a World Series. And I just don't know that the Yankees are going to do that as uh, Castillo is one as the days get closer to the deadline. It's August 2nd this year. Usually it's July 31st. That might be throwing some people off. You get the sense when they trade for Ben Attendee, then it's quiet for a few days. Castillo goes elsewhere that the Yankee fans are starting to get annoyed and starting to see an opportunity slip by where, hey, we can really, you know, put our stamp on this season, add another big piece. But uh, look, I'm sure they're going to make a move. They'll definitely add a reliever. I would think they'd add a starting pitcher. Now, if you're going to get into the Tyler Mollies of the world, I mean, you're better off the, the Quintanas of the world. Might as well just go with what you have, unless Severino's really hurt. Just go with Tyone, hopefully Severino, Montgomery, Cortez, and obviously Cole at the top. But the Yankees are, are, are definitely in need of a move here. I don't think this is a World Series team. I think they're a contender. You know, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. That caveat has to be added. But this is not a championship favorite as currently constructed. There's just too many holes. Gallo, I would think they would get out of there. Enough with Gallo, please. Why he's still getting at bats, I have no idea. But again, Kiner Falefa, Donaldson, the catcher, I don't really trust to hit in a big spot. Hicks, do you trust to hit in a big spot? I don't. Uh, this team, there's upgrades to be made. Here's the thing. If there were no moves to be, to be made, what can you say? You sit here and say, you know what? I wish there was a way to improve, but they can't. There's ways to improve. It's going to cost you prospects. But look, these prospects, how, who knows if they're going to develop, what they're going to develop into. Enough with the prospects. And here's the other thing about the prospects. They got these two hot shots shortstop prospects. If they're so damn good, call them up because the guy playing now stinks. Stinks. He has stunk. Can't field, can't hit. Get him out. Enough. So, uh, again, with the podcast form and the way the deadline works, you could post something and 10 minutes later, it's stupid, it's stale, it probably can't even post it. But uh, the way things are gone now, the Yankee fans are starting getting annoyed. And again, they won three out of four. It's not a disaster. But you'd like to see a little more sense of urgency, a little more aggressiveness. Change your nature if you're the Yankees. Go back to being the Yankees. Get a Soto or Otani. A big time starting. Get something where it's, you know what? The Astros have to beat us now. The Dodgers have to beat us. We are the team to beat. Because right now the Yankees are in the mix. Still with the Dodgers here, tied for the best record in baseball. The Dodgers just tied them today. Uh, and the Yankees are plus 350 at Bet Rivers to win it all. But the Yankees are not in a position where they're the favorite. They're just one of these five teams. And I don't know that they're the best of these five teams. So a critical couple of days for Cashman. It's time to stop being conservative and try to go out and go win a championship. Go win a championship. If these prospects are so great, call them up. If they're not great, get them out. Get somebody in here to win a championship. Juan Soto's 23 years old. He's going to be one of the best players of all time. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, first ballot. Go out and get him. Put him in the outfield for the next however many years and go win a championship. So that's the Yankee situation. I mentioned Judge. Great shape here to uh, win an MVP. Third walk-off homer. I think fourth walk-off hit. He's been clutch. He's hit homers. I thought he tied the game on Sunday. I think he just missed it. He had a couple pitches down two runs. 
Uh, and he took a slider to right field. And you could tell by his reaction, he turned his head and he was just kind of frustrated that he just missed it. It was a good pitch to drive. Just didn't get the good part of the bat on it. As look, Judge, I mean, if he's going to hit, he's going to hit at least 55. He's up to what, 42 homers? If you're going to hit 55 homers and be on a first place Yankee team, uh, you're going to win the MVP. And at some point, winning does matter somewhat. I know Otani, look, Jeff Passan had a column the other day where Otani as a pitcher is basically Max Scherzer and as a hitter is basically Matt Olson. That's a hell of a duo. Uh, but at some point, look, his team stinks and Judge is doing what he's doing and just having a monster season for the Yankees, minus 420 to win the MVP. Uh, just having an incredible season. I mean, you, you can't say anything really. I mean, not just the home runs, but most hits. Just absolutely dominant. 42 homers. I um, mean, you can't play better than he's playing. He plays a good outfield. He runs the base as well. Just incredible. Just an incredible player. It's going to be the MVP. And I think he's at the point now where as long as he doesn't miss an extended period of time, uh, I just don't see how he's not going to win it. At some point, they're going to stop pitching to him, especially with no Stanton. Now, I know Rizzo hit a homer today. Big homer, go-ahead homer. Would have been the game-winning homer. But at some point, you know what? Let Anthony Rizzo beat me. Let somebody else beat me. Let Glaber Torres beat me. I know Rizzo's good. Torres is pretty good. You know who they're not? Is they're not Aaron Judge. At some point, you know what? You walk them and you live with the results after that. So maybe that cools off Judge's home run total here. I don't know that he'll get to 60. It'd be cool if he broke the old record. It's funny. Growing up, 62 was just the gold standard. It was, boy, you knew 62 homers like you knew your birthday. Now it's sort of... With the steroid records, with the McGuire and the Bonds and the 70 and the 73, it's nobody even thinks about the home run record anymore. It's so unattainable. Uh, the steroids really ruined that part of it, really tainted it. But if he were able to get to 60, 62, that's still really special. And, I mean, he would win the MVP, and I don't think it would be very close, even if he flirts with 60 here, which looks like he's gunning. If he got 42 with two months to play, I mean, you're going to get well into the 50s here and judges in good shape to win an MVP. Yankees are in good shape here. Two games ahead of the Astros. That's going to be a key as, you know, home field, the one seed, that kind of thing. So they're in good shape in terms of that, although the schedule does get tougher. They've got Mariners, Cardinals, uh, Mariners again, the Red Sox. Red Sox are an interesting team. Lost two out of three to the Brewers. We've been saying, hey, keep an eye on them in terms of are they going to sell. Uh, it looks like they're going to now. Four out in the loss column. There's a million teams ahead of them. Cleveland, Chicago, Baltimore. I would think Boston would be a seller here in the next couple of days. That would mean J.D. Martinez, maybe Bogarts, maybe Eovaldi. I don't know that they would get involved with Devers. I would imagine they wouldn't. He's got another year and a half left. But the Red Sox, to me, are drawing dead, and it will probably uh, make some move here. J.D. Martinez would fit perfectly with the Dodgers, with the Mets. So should be a fun couple of days. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, it isn't too spoiled, and we don't have some big blockbuster that uh, totally makes everything I'm sa I I've said moot. Don't know that it will. Tuesday at 4 is the deadline, so we've still got some time. It's been sort of slow. I don't know if people are waiting on Soto, but we got the Benettendi move. What was that? Late Wednesday night right after Mets-Yankees. Then late Friday night, we got Castillo to the Mariners. It's been little things here and there, but we haven't gotten that avalanche of moves that uh, we will probably get here in the next 24 to 48 hours. So that's the American League. That's the baseball in terms of the Yankees. When we come back, the other side of town with the Mets, who's going to win the division? What's in store this week? That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit betrivers.com or download the Bet River Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost 
on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet River Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Avoid where prohibited. Gambling problem call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. The other team, the Mets, I mean, look, this time last week, last Sunday, they were only up a half a game after such a great first half of the season, first 90 games or so. Atlanta had trimmed what was a 10.5 game lead on June 1st down to a half a game. Not only that, Atlanta was playing a bad Angels team, and the Mets were facing Musgrove, who's an all-star pitcher, ended up you know, getting no hit into the sixth inning of that game. Well, Atlanta got upset last Sunday. The Mets came back and won. Alonzo hit the three-run homer, and the Mets have not lost since. The Mets have played extremely well here. Mets have some toughness, some guts, some magic. Use whatever uh, sort of cliche you want. The Mets do have it because, like I said, they're on pace to win 103 games, and they get DeGrom back on Tuesday. Uh, they look. You don't love the offense, but they get enough out of the offense. They had a gutty win Friday night where they fall behind 3-0. Alcantara early on. Come back, tie it, fall behind 4-3 again, tie it again. And then eventually Nimmo hits the home run in the eighth inning. They win Saturday. Carrasco's been outstanding. You might trust Carrasco more than Bassett in a big game at this point. That'll be interesting once the playoffs come around. That's a, a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. And then Sunday they bomb Pablo Lopez, who's been outstanding for the Marlins. Mets are really good. Mets are in good shape here. They didn't get any help this weekend as the Braves won all three against Arizona. It looked for a minute like they would Sunday. Merrill Kelly against Free. The game was scoreless to the bottom of the ninth. Similar, pretty much the exact same thing, Yankees-Royals Thursday night, where nobody scored until the bottom of the ninth until Austin Riley, who we mentioned judge MVP and sort of entrenched himself as a big favorite this weekend. Austin Riley, who we've talked about many times on this podcast, Jason Weingarten has mentioned him when he was 45-1. to I've mentioned him recently, 15-1, to 20-1. to uh, He's down down to plus 550 at Bet Rivers. He got the walk-off game-winning double as the Braves sweep the Diamondbacks. So, Look, you don't pick up any ground if you're the Mets, but you hold serve and you're in good shape here. Still a three-game lead, still four in the loss column. DeGrom's on his way back, and you get, let's face it, you get three layups here against the Nationals. Scherzer, DeGrom, and then you face him again Wednesday. Not sure if we have a pitching matchup yet. I think that would be Bassett. I would think that would be Bassett. But either way, you're in outstanding shape. Might be Walker. Regardless, you're in outstanding shape here. If you're the Mets and you never want to go into a three-game series, it's baseball. You can never assume a sweep or ask for a sweep. Mets should probably, minimum two out of three, Mets should probably sweep the Nationals, who are a terrible team. Played okay lately, but a really bad team. You don't have to face Josiah Gray, who's probably their best pitcher. Uh, Mets, I think, should and I think will sweep the Nationals while Atlanta plays Philly. So if you're able to pick up another game and you go up five in the loss column when you see Atlanta on Thursday for five games, the first of a nine-game in August stretch here, if you're up five in the loss column, you say, you know what? We got it 12 left against Atlanta, and the, the Mets are now minus 275 at Bet Rivers. So the book agrees here that the Mets are in good shape to win this division. But if you can push this to five by the time you see the Braves and just look at it from this perspective, as long as we go six and six in these 12 games against Atlanta, they're not catching us. It's just the Mets are too good. These teams are too evenly matched. Unless Atlanta does a lot of damage head to head, and it puts a lot of pressure on Atlanta to do damage head to head. Unless that happens, the Mets are pretty clear here in this division. Now, there's still work to go. 
It's four in the loss. It's not like it's eight or nine. It's three overall. Um, Atlanta's played a couple extra games here. But if you're the Mets here, you're in very good shape. you got to like where you are. You've won every day for a week. You sweep the Marlins, uh, which has been a kind of a house of horrors. The Mets have had a lot of bad games, a lot of bad losses in Miami. It's a dead ballpark. You know, it's a tricky place to play. They have good pitching. It's a weird ballpark. It's almost like Tampa where you go in there and you just it's kind of a depressing feel to it. You just never get good vibes as a, as a road team, as a visiting team when you go in there. Uh, but the Mets kind of put that to bed this week. Uh, this weekend as they beat Alcantara, sweep the series. Again, don't get any help, but if he can win all three against Washington, and I think they should, I think they will. I think Atlanta probably loses one to Philly. And you meet head-to-head on the field Thursday, Friday, twice on Saturday, and then on Sunday. And you got a good chance. You'll pitch. If DeGrom's pitching Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he would pitch against Sunday, assuming they keep normal rest. Hopefully he would just to keep him against the Braves. I know they're going to baby him here like no end, but if he's back, he's back. Give him his four days rest. All things, uh, assuming all things are good to go here physically. And you got a good chance here to win three out of five. And if you can go in, I know we're pushing, we're looking ahead a little bit, but if you have a five game lead in the loss column going in, if you can just win three out of five, you push that to six. I know there's still nine games left Four and all of them in Atlanta after, after this. So they're, in that aspect, there's a little pressure on the Mets where you get five at City Field, but after that, you play them seven times all in Atlanta. So that's a little bit of a tricky scenario to keep an eye on. But if the Mets can win three out of five, they're in outstanding shape. Get this thing to six in the loss column. They're going to be very hard to beat. If you go crazy here and you want four out of five, I don't think anyone's winning five out of five in this series. It's I mean, nearly impossible with how even these teams uh, are matched. I doubt anybody's going to win five out of five. Even four out of five seems like a stretch. Seems like somebody's going to go three and two. These teams are just so evenly matched. I would think that would be the Mets with the way the pitching is organized. And if you go in up five and you go three and two, you push to six in the loss column, five overall. Uh, Mets are in good shape to win this division here. Just don't get killed in Atlanta. Maybe you put yourself in a position where you go there September 29th, August 1st, uh, October 1st, whatever it is at the end of the season. And you've already clinched. Hey, Atlanta, you can beat us all you want. We've already clinched. Maybe... It's between them and the, the Mets and the Dodgers for the one seed. Maybe the Dodgers have clinched. Who cares at that point? But uh, as long as you get your bye, which you will if you're the Mets. So uh, it's in front if you're the Mets. Take care of business against Washington. Play pretty well against Atlanta. Just hold serve the rest of the way. Mets minus 275 have opened up a nice little cushion here with a great week of baseball uh, against Atlanta. Now, look, it's the Mets. You never totally trust them. But I think the Met fan, even though they're sort of self-loathing, always waiting for the other shoe to drop, I think the Met fan is starting to feel, most of them at least, are starting to feel like this is a different team, whether it's Showalter, whether it's Scherzer, whether it's new ownership. This is a different Mets team. It has some toughness. They fight back. They come back. They win, you know, coming from behind. They, you know, they, When their back's up against the wall and Atlanta cuts it to a half a game, they go on a nice little winning streak. The Mets, the term I've used, they counterpunch. They counterpunch. Atlanta hits them with a the right. Mets absorb it and, and bounce back and hit them with a jab and an uppercut and get themselves in good shape. So Mets in decent shape here. You'd like for them to get some help at the deadline. You'd like a nice little bridge to Diaz. As much as you want a bat, and I'm sure the Mets will get a bat. We mentioned the Red Sox being sellers at the deadline. J.D. Martinez would be perfect for the lineup. Knows how to play in big games. He's got some power. He's a DH, which you don't love. You want, you want some of these guys that are versatile. I understand that. Maybe you bring Drury back. That would be nice. Uh, but the Mets, you got to... Bri- Build this bridge to Diaz. Because Diaz has been incredible. Absolutely lights out. You can't even get the ball, the bat on the ball against the guy. Just so, such a weapon. You can get use him for more than three outs if you need him. He's been outstanding. 
he'll probably get some top 10. I don't know if we'll get top five Cy Young consideration, but we'll get some top 10 Cy Young consideration. But he's been that good. But the bridge up to him is not great. You know, do you trust the Lugos of the world? Peterson, you don't trust. He got sent down. Uh, sounds like when McGill comes back, he'll be in the bullpen. Who knows with his shoulder, that would be a hell of a weapon. His stuff would really play up in the bullpen. I know people say that about everybody, but it would. He's a hard thrower. His stuff would be good in the bullpen. So Mets need some relief help, a bat. That stuff you can get at the deadline. The Yankees need a lot more help than that, even though the Yankees have the better record. Seems like the Yankees are not as in good shape, as steady as the Mets, because the Mets have the great pitching in line. And they got the middle of the order, and they're just, I don't know, there's something about the Mets here. Even though the Yankees are in much better position, they're going to win the division. While we can't say the same definitively for the Mets, uh, there's just something about the Mets that seems more stable. And you know, maybe it's the pitching, which has been so good, although DeGrom's been hurt. I don't know. I just trust the Mets more than the Yankees. It feels like the, the Yankees have more holes. You know, the, the, Yankees, the Mets don't have the kind of fillet for the Donaldson issues. They've got their issues in the bullpen, too, but you don't trust, you don't worry about their rotation as much. I don't know. Both teams are really good, but I think both teams certainly have some flaws, but uh, Mets absolutely in good shape. They will add a pitcher, probably two in terms of the bullpen. You know, I can see Robertson, David Robertson of the Cubs going to one of these teams. Maybe Drury goes to the Mets. So we're going to see some moves here. It, it'll be fun. It's always one of my favorite days of the year is the deadline because uh, once the deals start coming in, they just keep coming in. So should be a lot of fun. We will have it all covered. If anything huge happens, we can always Look, that's the tricky thing about doing these podcasts is you could do it in 10 minutes later. It's moot, but I can also come back here and on here and, and give you a live reaction if something major happens. I don't know that we're going to get like a Soto move or an Otani move, but we're going to get some move. Yankees will probably get two pitchers. I would think the Yankees and Mets each get two guys. The Yankees, I would think, get one relief pitcher. They could use two. I think they'll get at least one relief pitcher, one starting pitcher. And I think the Mets will get one bat. One relief pitcher. Again, they could use two. All these teams could use bullpen arms. So I would say the over-under, for that should be a Bet Rivers prop. How many trades do both teams make at the deadline? I'd put the over-under, boy, if you made it four and a half, it'd be too easy to go under. But somewhere between four, four and a half, probably four juice to the over. Because I think you'll get a minimum of four moves here between the Yankees and the Mets. Not not including the Benatendi deal. So should be a lot of fun. Mentioned the MVP, Judge, in great shape to win it in the american league the nl odds are tight and they're getting tighter goldschmidt minus 143 riley now the second favorite plus 550 freeman 8 to 1 machado 12 to 1 mookie Betts 15 to 1 pete alonzo 20 to 1 trey turner 20 to 1 then i think it falls off where you know anybody here is not really realistic soto 35 to 1 although he's had a great july i think his uh, his on base percentage in july is 506 something incredible after really uh unspectacular start to the season he's been great uh, Arenado 40 to 1, Schwarber 75 to 1, Acuna 80 to 1, Swanson 80 to 1. These guys aren't winning it. So I think Riley's got a great shot. I think Riley's got a great shot. Remember, I've mentioned this before. This time last year, Harper wasn't really on the radar. He was 30 to 1 middle of August, and he comes out and he, and he wins the award. Tatis is hurt. He doesn't play well. Was he hurt or slumped? I just think he didn't play he didn't play very well. He's always hurt, but I think he was just just played poorly. Soto was great, but he was on a bad team. He probably deserved to win it. But the point is that with two months left, it seems like it's not a lot. But with these awards, a lot can happen. Injuries, slumps. So still a long way to go. I do think Judge is uh, going to win the MVP, barring some injury. Alvarez up to 40 to 1. My goodness. My goodness. 40 to 1. That I don't think he's going to win, but that seems like uh, a generous price here by Bet Rivers. Jose Ramirez, 55 to 1. It's really going to be between Judge and Otani. 
But man, Alvarez at 40 to 1 is interesting. And I still think you're losing the point here with Riley where there's value at plus 550. But I would still bet if I had no bets, plus 550 is a good bet because I think he's a coin flip. I don't think he's what the odds suggest. I don't think Goldschmidt's a huge favorite over him, even though Goldschmidt's minus 143, Riley's plus 550. I think it's much closer than that. I think it's basically a coin flip. Now, again, Riley's team's probably not going to win the division. Do they hold that against them? Maybe, maybe not. Look, Harper's team didn't even make the playoffs last year. I know last year was different. It wasn't a great MVP race. It was a little different, but I don't know. Goldschmidt's team's not a lock to win the division either, so should be interesting. Still value at Riley plus 550, but after that, uh, once it gets to 3-1, to 4-1, to one, I'm not sure that it's very bettable. Just looking at the other other awards, McClanahan's plus 165 to win the American League Cy Young. Verlander's 2-1. Cease is 6-1. Otani's 11-1. Goal, uh, Cole is 17 to 1. Boy, is there anything I like there? Otani 11 to 1 is not terrible. I feel like McClanahan's going to win, but again, there's no value betting the favorite in a lot of these. Not always. I mean, sometimes, look, if he's going to win, he's going to win, but I don't love plus 165. I don't like Verlander at plus 200. Cease at 6 to 1 is not bad. Otani 11 to 1 is not bad. NL Cy Young, Alcantara's minus 186. I mean, again, he's the rightful favorite, but I wouldn't be laying that sort of price with this market. He didn't pitch well Friday. I don't know. Uh, Burns, plus 650, freed 11-1. to 1. My guy Nola was a good bet, but then he got bombed his last start out against Atlanta. He's down to 60-1. to 1. You can get Gonsolin, 25-1. Musgrove, 15-1. to 1. Uh, If you're looking for a stab here, how about uh, Rodon could get traded, so I wouldn't mess with Rodon. Scherzer, 45-1. to 1. Did he miss too much time? Scherzer, 45-1. to 1. You know. You throw 20 bucks on that. Scherzer 40 to 45 to 1. It's not terrible. Freed 11 to 1. He's probably not going to win it. That's not terrible. So there's probably somebody in here worth a bet. How about Scherzer 45 to 1? Strider 65 to 1 is interesting. He's been great. You know what? If you're looking to just throw a pizza bet on somebody, Strider 65 to 1. Would they give it to a rookie? Is he going to win rookie of the year and Cy Young? Has he been that great? Probably not. I'll go Scherzer 45 to 1 just for the hell of it. You know, freed 11 to 1 is interesting. Pitch great Sunday in a pennant race. Must grow 15 to 1. I would go Scherzer 45 to 1 just for like a pizza bet. I think that's interesting. And again, to go back to last year, Robbie Ray was, I think, 150 to 1 at the All Star break. So uh, these things can change, can change quickly. NL Rookie of the Year, Strider's the short shot plus 120. Harris plus 225. Then there's a major drop off. Um, American League Rookie of the Year, I believe, is down because Rodriguez got hurt mentioned he got, he broke his hand or not broke his hand but he got hurt he's going to go on the IL got hit by the Astros Saturday the Mariners turn around retaliate and throw it out to a first pitch of the game Sunday it hit him so rightfully so the Astros look the Astros are a dirty team I don't feel bad for the Astros never want to see somebody like headhunting but I like the fact that uh, Altuve got plunked and uh, it didn't break my heart. I'm sure it didn't break a lot of people's heart. Especially, you're going to throw at Rodriguez. He's their best player. He's their their franchise. You're going to throw at him and put him on the aisle. Hey, you're going to hurt one of our guys. We're going to hurt one of your guys. That's just that's how baseball works. So that's why the American League Rookie of the Year odds are down. Rodriguez was a major favorite. I still think he'll win. Again, as long as he come, comes back healthy and he plays reasonably well, he's got a massive lead here. So I would still think Rodriguez is in good shape to win Rookie of the Year, but the injury uh, makes it tricky. So... Mets tonight, minus one and a half. Mariners, plus one and a half. Good week of baseball. The Hall of Fame game on Thursday, so we get football back. So, you know, I like, I feel like a lot of people are like this. You like to just see it. See it on your TV. Turn on the TV. See football. 
Then after about a quarter, after about one preseason game from your favorite team, you get kind of bored with it and say, all right, I get it. Bring on the regular season. But will be nice to have football back. Usually the under is a good play in that Hall of Fame game. Total 33.5, so that's probably a good bet, although it's getting lower and lower every year. I think the under is probably a good way to go. So football back on Thursday. Mets Braves Thursday through Sunday. The trade deadline, we got a lot to do this week. We'll talk plenty of NFL, plenty of baseball with the trade deadline. Going to sort of balance both World Series. we get you ready for NFL season, but cover these pennant races, cover the trade deadline. So tune in tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to download, rate, review, subscribe, Spotify, Apple, whatever you can do. We appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.